0: multi-ethnic markets hipster rice balls and a poor person's mahi mahi this week we're in palermo sicily traveling the world to bring you delicious dishes tasty beverages and interesting experiences this is the destination eat drink podcast on the radio misfits podcast network I'm Brent Peterson. Welcome to Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. This is the place where we explore the great cuisine of the world at DestinationEatDrink.com and here on the Destination Eat Drink podcast. This week, we're sampling a Jewish sandwich, North African food, and buying from a Bangladeshi vendor in Palermo. But first, if you like food and travel, be sure to sign up for the Destination Eat Drink newsletter. I'm constantly posting new foodie videos and stories. And of course, podcasting, and the Destination Eat Drink newsletter is the easy way to keep up to date with everything food and travel. Just go to DestinationEatDrink.com to sign up. Enrica Bruno is a foodie tour guide in Palermo, Sicily. She leads tours for Culinary Backstreets at CulinaryBackStreets.com. Enrica also leads her own tours of Palermo at AlternativeToursPalermo.it. Enrica is a native of Palermo, and after some time in London, moved back to Sicily for the people, the weather, and of course the food. She tells me about the best street food in Palermo and all the different cultures that influenced the local cuisine, including North African dishes from the Middle Ages, as well as Jewish cuisine and dishes from immigrants arriving in Sicily in the 21st century. Enrica also breaks down the amazing Palermo markets and what you can get there. Okay, I'm starving, so let's eat. Destination Eat Drink. Enrica Bruno, culinary guide from Culinary Backstreets, welcome to Destination Eat Drink. I'm so glad to have you here to talk about one of my favorite places, Palermo in Sicily.
1: Hi, it's a pleasure for me.
0: You know, I was thinking about Palermo because I, I love Palermo. I love uh, the bella chaos of Palermo. And I was thinking about this and I said, well, you know, I love visiting Palermo, but I really wonder what Enrica thinks as a person who lives there. There must be, it. it's quite a bit different. You know, I, I found when I moved to Portugal, I I thought, um, you know, I thought I knew a little bit about Portugal from visiting here, but then living here is such a different experience. So I would really be interested in um, what you think are the differences between what guests tell you and what you feel as a person who lives in Palermo.
1: Okay. So I can tell you that I'm 100% from this crazy town, very, (laughs) very, very noisy town. Uh, And, um, well, yes, of course, it's different living here and visiting Palermo as a tourist. Uh, Living here is not... um, Easy. I mean, uh, it can be very challenging because uh, uh, it's uh, it's very noisy. The public transports uh, don't really work very well. Uh, we have a lot of bureaucracy. If we want to, you know, just to to to, to go to a like a um, normal like a public post office, it's uh, it's really crazy. So it takes uh, forever. Uh, but uh, um, living here is also great for many different reasons first people people are super friendly wherever you go you always feel welcome everywhere Uh, from the museums, uh, to like a a house, uh, to a cafe, to like a pastry shop, to a pizzeria. So everybody here is extremely friendly and uh, very hospitable, so you always feel comfortable. Uh, depend, you know, there is there is a big difference between uh, the northern part of Italy and the south. So people from the south are, you know, are friends. So let you feel uh, always uh, like in a in a family. The second reason is uh, the um, the weather. You know, I was living in London. And uh, I'm probably one uh, all, the only one, the only Sicilian who decided to came back, uh, to come back and live uh, here. Um, because uh, also of the weather. The sky is always blue, and you know, your mood is different when you wake up and you look out of the window and uh, you see the blue sky. And then, of course, food, <laughs> you know, food in <laughs> England is not the same as in <laughs> Sicily, <laughs> of course. Uh, so food uh, here is something very serious you know for the sicilians you know food is a very serious topic so we can even argue for you know the best fishmonger of the town uh, or for the best recipe of uh, caponata for example okay um so food uh, here i think in the world make people happy uh so living here is uh, also related with food, at least for me, who I am a foodie.
0: <laughs> it's the most important thing I think in uh in Sicilian and, Ital- and Italian uh, conversations because I was I we just had some friends in town from the United States, and uh my girlfriend, her family is originally from outside of Naples. Um, But she's American. She grew up in the U.S. But I was telling them the story about how if we were having lunch, the main topic of conversation was, what are we going to have for dinner? (laughs) You know, so it's it's always going on, you know, this conversation about food, thinking about food, talking about food, preparing food, and it's definitely part of the uh, cultural structure in Sicily and Palermo as well. So let's dive into that a little bit. When I'm visiting Sicily, the the thing that that comes to my mind is how different the cuisine is in Sicily from the rest of Italy. And I think that has a lot to do with the different influences that Sicily has had, all the conquerors that have been through there through all the years could you talk a little bit about how some of the different peoples who have who have blown through sicily and palermo have influenced their cuisine what are some of the dishes and ingredients that they've brought to uh, your city
1: yes of course definitely um it's uh so um, sicily is uh you need to to consider sicily like uh, a different uh, continent comparing to the rest of the mainland Uh, Because uh, Sicily has a different history. Sicily has been dominated by everybody, more or less, uh, because uh, of uh, our strategic position in the Mediterranean. So, Sicily has been uh, like a bridge between North Africa, Middle East and the West. Uh, So food is a reflection of all the different dominations that CCD had. What I found, I found amazing that still today, in 2023, we can taste, we can appreciate the different flavors that are today like a contamination of all the different people cultures uh, and dominations we had for example i give you i can give you different examples actually for example panelle panelle are um, one of the main specialties of uh, our street food panelle are chickpea fritters that we usually eat in the food markets um panelle uh, are flat imagine like flat uh, chickpea chips uh, all the legumes chickpeas lentils beans were imported here by the arabs okay so and uh, the legumes uh, were like a very good source of proteins you know to absorb to eat some proteins for those people poor people in the past who couldn't afford the price of the noble parts of meat, for example. Uh, Another uh, great dish, which is the result of uh, like a contamination, of uh you know like a different culture is the spleen sandwich you know many people don't really like to try spleen but actually it's a it's a very interesting dish that comes from the jewish heritage because it's a cow spleen a cow lung and throat cartilage Um, that uh, were like recycled by the Jews and uh, sold to the Christians. So it was uh, also for poor people a good way to get some proteins from the poor part of meat, it was a good way to make money for the Jews uh, and then, when the Jews were expelled by the Spanish in 1492, the tradition was kept by the cheese vendors, who started to like uh, um, to make a sandwich with spleen and cacio cavallo cheese, which is a local Sicilian cheese, uh, and they started also to fry the. Mm, the those different parts of meat in the pork lard. So, and this is the, so the spleen sandwich I think is the one of the greatest examples of uh, uh, the um, you know the, the contamination of the different uh, cultures and the different uh, dominations we had.
0: It's so interesting to hear you talk Enrica because when I hear you talk about these cultures that have influenced the food, as someone who lives in Portugal, I hear a lot of the same stories about the, um, the different things that come from the North Africans— uh, the Arabs who who came in, they also came into Portugal, uh, about the Jewish people who were eventually expelled due to the uh, Portuguese Inquisition, which started briefly after the uh, Spanish Inquisition. So there's a lot of similar... You don't usually link Italy and Portugal together in a culinary sense, but a lot of the stuff that you're saying rings very true to me as someone who lives in uh, Portugal as well. And And one dish that I did want to bring up with you... Is uh, eggplant campanata because it, when when you've got the Arabs, you've got the raisins uh, coming in, and I th- I think the eggplants were also part of uh, the Arab migration in through Sicily and in through um, uh, in through Portugal as well. Can you talk about this dish specifically because it's it's it, it has some unusual uh, unusual flavors and combinations in it.
1: Yeah, Um, but you need to know that um, every single province of Sicily has its own caponata recipe. So I can talk to you about the Palermo caponata, which is different from, for example, the Catania caponata, which Catania is located on the east coast of the island. Um, So the Palermo caponata is a dish made with uh, um, eggplants, um, onions, celery, capers, olives, and tomato, tomato sauce, a little bit of tomato sauce. We don't use any peppers. So while in Catania, you can find also with peppers, you can find with raisins or with nuts. The Palermo Caponata is a little bit simpler. Uh, and it's a sweet and sour dish. So the um, uh, history, you know, the origins of Caponata are uh, not so clear to be honest so of course yes the eggplants were imported here from north africa but um the name Caponata comes from capone capone is a sicilian name to say the mahi mahi fish okay originally this dish was repaired uh, with the fish. Okay, so the main ingredient was the capone fish. Uh, Poor people couldn't afford the price of that noble fish and decided to replace the fish with the eggplants. But they kept the same name, caponata according to another tradition this dish was invented by the wives of fishermen you know in the past the fishermen uh, used to fish you know uh, in the in, in the sea for at least a couple of days so for a couple of days three days they used to stay in outside so in the in, in the on the boats uh, so the, their wives decided to make this dish with the eggplants and to soak it in a sweet and sour sauce, which is made with sugar and vinegar, in order to keep this dish you know for at least two, three days without any refrigerations, of course, without any refrigerator okay so this is the more or less the the history of uh, this great dish uh, of course you can make it uh, a little bit sweeter or a, a little bit sour it depends on the quantity of and the balance of the sugar and the vinegar you in the in the in the sauce of course i prefer sweeter a little bit sweeter uh, mm. but uh, it, it depends on uh, you know <laughs> on each person
0: it's such an interesting dish and i i think of it as just such a, a a classic explosion of flavor because i love having the different eggplant dishes when i when i come to sicily and and palermo and another dish that i wanted to bring up one more that i wanted to talk about enrica is uh arancina because you know these are are famous even in when we lived in Austin, Texas for a while there were places that were selling arancina um and the last time I was in Palermo it seemed like there was becoming this trend of sort of hipster arancina with different kinds of uh, toppings and different kinds of fillings and stuff like that. Um, Could you talk about, Aaron, just tell us what they are in general, and then tell me about the the culture of arancina now, today in Palermo.
1: (laughs) Yes, of course. So, arancina is uh, the queen of our street food. Um, arancina, first of all, is a, is a girl. I mean, you know, all the names that end with A in Italian are feminine. Okay. So in Palermo is arancina with A. Uh, in Catania, it's a boy. It's arancino, so with O. So first of all, there is a, you know a big you know you know a, a big trouble uh, on the name. So how can we talk? Can we can can we call this dish arancino or arancina? So uh, in Palermo, be sure always to ask for an arancina. Otherwise, the vendors are not going to give you anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 uh, and it's uh, a round rice bowl. So, historically, it is uh, stuffed with uh, uh, ground meat, minced meat, uh, and uh, uh, which is like a sort of we call it in Italian ragù. You know, it's uh, uh, cow, b- well, beef meat uh, with, uh, mixed with uh, uh, onions, uh, with um, uh, peas and carrots. Uh, so the traditional arancina is without any tomato sauce, okay? Because this dish was invented by the Arabs, so more or less in the 10th century. And in that period in Europe, there weren't any tomatoes, okay? So today it's uh, really hard to find the traditional arancina without any tomato sauce. Uh, Also because uh, tomatoes are very cheap. So everybody uh, tends to use more tomatoes than, for example, saffron um, that gives the yellow color to the rice because the saffron is much more expensive than Tomato sauce, of course. But uh, today, just a couple of uh, like historical places uh, are still making uh, arancina with the ancient uh, uh, recipe. Uh, today, yes, as you correctly mentioned, uh, so there are many different uh, um Arancina chains in uh, in town. Um, Sprigola, e are these names of uh, those very famous Arancina chains. So you can find uh, uh, different flavours, even with Nutella uh, with oh. uh, uh, Mortadella, uh, you know with uh, pistachios, uh, uh, with uh, spinaches uh, or with uh, um, Fish, for example. But uh, to be honest, uh, this is uh, much more for tourists. The locals uh, don't uh, never eat uh, Nutella (laughs) Arancina. So don't never eat, uh, uh, you know, the shrimp Arancina. Okay. For us, it's something unbelievable. For us, the two main flavors are, or we call a carne or A burro. A carne is with meat. A burro is with uh, cheese and ham. Usually it's a mozzarella uh, cheese.
0: I'm sure that, you know, as a foodie tour guide that you're taking guests to the various markets in Palermo. I think that's one of the most exciting places for the food scene because you have, you know, you've got visitors going there, but this is where locals go to shop. And Palermo is so rich with all of these different markets to go to. Um, talk a little bit about the about the markets in Palermo and what is their what is their character like and what should we look for when we're going through there? what What can we shop for that uh, as guests that we might be interested in?
1: So yes, food markets are we have three historical food, food markets in uh, in Palermo. Capo Ballarò and Vuciria and they are all different so Capo market is uh, uh, very very authentic uh, so where the locals go and, uh, and shop uh, usually it's the best market for fish so if you want to buy the best and the freshest fish in, uh, in Palermo you uh, need to go to Capo Market uh, so uh, it depends uh, on the season, of course, so we eat in in Palermo uh, following the season. Uh, even a fish has a, a season uh, this is the season of tuna tuna fish, so it's uh, very interesting uh, to go to a market and admire this huge uh, tunas, you know, the red tuna steak, uh, which is always, uh, you know, um, uh, decorated with mint. So when you go to a market, and you want to buy some tuna, be sure to see the mint on the stalls. Because it's like a secret message that the fishmongers give to the buyers to say the tuna is fresh so mint is a way to tell them hurry up because if you want to buy the tuna so do it now because now the tuna fish is fresh you know what i mean so using the mint is a way to tell them buy it now um ballaro market instead is uh, um is also very au- authentic market but uh, is a uh, much more um you know multi-ethnic so um, in uh in palermo there are many migrants uh Uh, who are very welcomed, very well accepted and helped by the local communities. So while in the rest of Italy, the migrants usually live uh, like in ghettos, isolated. In Palermo, and especially in the Ballaro market, they are uh, accepted by the locals. So it's a very interesting market where you can see how different cultures can still live peacefully together. So for example, in Ballaro, you can see like a local vendor who, you know, yell to sell the artichokes, for example, um, screaming uh, like a crazy man. So come here, you are so beautiful. (laughs) So 50% of discount. Next to him, there is a lady from Ghana who makes the brides, and next there is a guy from Bangladesh who uh, yells, selling uh, its own roots that we don't grow in Sicily, for example, the yam, but exactly yelling in Sicilian, so in the dialect, um, exactly like a local. Uh, So in Ballaro market, it's interesting also to taste different food, Not only Sicilian food, but also to taste, for example, the samosa or the brick, uh, you know, because many different uh, uh, people live there, you know, from Morocco uh, till Tunisia, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Ghana, Zambia, Senegal. So it's a very nice mix. Uh, But in Ballaró, there are still historical shops. Uh, shops uh, um, that uh, you know the same family run for generations so for example if you want to buy the best nuts you must go to Cannatella shop for example. Cannatella family uh, has been in Balaro forever uh, so um, when you go there it's very nice because uh, there is uh, the old father and the children and the grandchildren are still uh, selling the Fantastic Bronte pistachios uh, that come from Mount Etna, the roasted almonds from Avola, from the east coast of the island. Um, or uh, in Ballarò, uh, don't never miss the possibility to go to Terranova, uh, which is a candy factory and um, so another you know family business so in palermo there are still uh, uh, many family businesses and um, you know when uh, in a world today when all the sicilians uh, emigrate abroad you know because uh, here uh, there is a lack of uh, of job it's uh, you know i feel very you know moved when i see that uh, young people decide to stay just to uh, run the business that the great grandfathers started um, in uh, you know Hundreds of years ago, so Terranova is another great stop when you go to um, to Ballaro Market. If you want to smell, you know the, um, you know this fantastic scented of the just made carob candies, or strawberry candies, or like uh, ginger candies. It's a, a great place the last market which is the sadly to be honest i have to tell you that it became too touristic i mean uh, so i would say that sometimes uh, so you really need to know where to go because uh, if you are not with a local you can risk to go to a touristic trap uh, because uh, all the shops, you know, historical shops closed in Vucciria. In Vuceria, there were in the past 33 more or less fishmongers. Today there are only three left. So uh, you need to be careful where to go in uh, when you go to Vucciria market. Uh, So there are just a couple of uh, places, for example, in the main square of Vuceria, you can still taste the best spleen sandwich in a kiosk, uh, also uh, managed by the Basile family. Uh, or um, you can taste the best stigiola stigiola is a lamb intestine which is uh, grilled uh, in the middle of the square. But uh, in uh, in Bociria, you better to be to be careful where to where to eat.
0: Enrica, you brought up something that was very interesting to me about the uh, Bolero Market. How it's become a multicultural, multinational type of market. And it got me to thinking, um, are there other representations? Because it seems that this immigration that's been going on for centuries in Sicily and Palermo is happening today as we speak right now. Um, Are there other representations of this? For example, would there be um, a restaurant or a shop where you would see Strictly African ingredients or African food?
1: Yes, of course, many. Uh, so, in on the main street of uh, Ballaro Market, uh, there is an African uh, restaurant uh, in front of, uh, like a butcher, for example, a, a local butcher. Uh, but you can also see, like, the um, Alhal butchers, uh, or there is a very famous uh, uh, restaurant called uh, Multivolti, uh, which is also part of a great project where you can taste uh, um, uh, African food. Like uh, couscous, which is also like a Sicilian food, okay, in a certain Mm. way. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, (laughs) yes, you know what I mean. I mean, couscous is a famous dish from the Trapani area. You know, the west coast of uh, of Sicily. Um, but uh, uh, there is also the Senegalese couscous that you can taste, which is a little bit different from the Sicilian couscous that you can taste uh, in uh, this very uh, very interesting uh, ethnic uh, restaurant called Multi Volti. Molti Volti means uh, in Italian like multi faces so because when you go there you really see different colors of uh, you know of the skin uh, you know oh, wow. it's a it, yeah yeah it's a it's it's a very different uh, it's a a very interesting place that you don't really expect to find in um, in italy i mean in in palermo and especially in that area
0: well, thank you for sharing all this about these markets and about these great dishes in Palermo. But Enrica, we've got so much more that we have to talk about because we got to talk about sweets and desserts. <laughs> I want to talk about gelato with you and a lot of other things. Can you come back and talk with us uh, next week more about uh, the culture and the cuisine of Palermo?
1: Of course. Um, thank you. And uh, I look forward uh, to talk uh about uh, sweets, and uh, much more.
0: Okay, there you go. If you've ever been to Sicily, you know Enrica is right. It's amazing to sample all the great cuisine and ingredients from around the world and how they've been incorporated into Palermo's dishes. And if you're planning to go to Sicily, get Enrica as your tour guide. You can find her at culinarybackstreets.com or alternative alternativetourspalermo.it. I've got links to those sites and more in the show notes at radiomisfits.com slash DED247. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, Enrica is back with more treats from Palermo, including gelato on a bun and a sweet from a convent and canolo. That's of course, right? Don't miss it. While you're waiting, get over to DestinationEatDrink.com. I just published a story about the amazing natural wonder, the Bengali Cave. Get that at DestinationEatDrink.com slash blog. I also just posted a wine crawl video in Braga, Portugal. Incredible food and sights in that city. You can watch it at DestinationEatDrink.com. Click on the video tab or go to YouTube at destination eat drink 946 destination eat drink is distributed by the radio misfits podcast network and a guy who's still trying to find the scotch vendor at the bolero market ed silla thanks ed i'm brent peterson i'll see you down the road join us next week for another culinary adventure on destination eat drink a presentation of the radio misfits podcast network